Welcome to Mother Puckers, the first and only podcast for hockey moms by a hockey mom. And that's me, Julie Bardownski. Episode 41. Woo woo. I beat my goal by one for the year. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm so excited that I was able to accomplish that. And I could not have done any of this without every single one of you. So by way of thanks to you lovely ladies and the gentlemen who love them, if you go to the bottom of your streaming service, Apple, Spotify, whatever, and rate my podcast, sometimes you have to scroll all the way to the bottom to episode one before you find the the rating thing. If you rate the podcast and leave a comment with your name, can be just your first name, I will put your name in a hat and you will win a founding mother puckers sweatshirt. It's a huge value. It's immeasurable worth, not only because it's a great sweatshirt or great hoodie, but there will only be 200 pieces of merchandise as a founding mother pucker. And we're getting close to being out of them all. So please go rate it leave a comment. Tell me what you loved most this year. How about that? If you leave the comment of what episode was your favorite episode and why, your name goes in the hat. I hope you had a Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Boxing Day. Happy whatever it was that you celebrated. I also hope you made a ton of great memories as we have made in this past week as well. Hopefully you are still playing hockey like we are. And if you aren't, I'm praying that your sanity is still intact. World Juniors is on. And if you're Germany, you're still having nightmares with the dog lighting up those nightmares 16 times thanks to Canada's beatdown. But I'm sure the Germans will rebound in some way, get some therapy going. I don't know. There's a few days left of competition after this airs, along with the bronze and gold medal games happening on January 5th. Allie Lacombe. Episode 39's guest has her cousin playing for the USA, Jackson Lacombe, so we can all root for him and all the boys playing in the World Juniors, but it's always nice to have that personal connection, so go Jackson too. Oh, I want to reflect on the year and REM's song just goes through my head. It's the end of the year as we know it. Yeah, you know the one I'm talking about, that little melody that I put a twist on there. The annual reflection time has commenced. Every one of us has had years that we absolutely want to forget. Years that have tested every part of our being. Years that tested the whole family, whole communities and countries separately. I don't know how people felt when 1918 ended. I mean, people felt after 1945 ended with World War II ending. You know, I don't know that. I don't know how those tough global years have affected people. Each year that you've been alive has had its own trials, tribulations, triumphs. And every December 31st, so many people are ready to kick the previous year to the curb. For my family, that was 2013. (laughs) That was one we were really happy to get rid of as a family. But I'll say this is the first year in my lifetime, and I imagine everybody's lifetime, that the entire world collectively wants to kick the year to the curb. This one transcends 
every year because every person that is alive today will be affected by this year for the rest of our lives. That could carry generationally too. You know, new babies coming into this year or next year and the memories that we're taking with it. It's all how you react and respond to it so that it doesn't become a generational kick to the curb kind of a feeling, but instead of this is what we got out of it. So when midnight strikes on Thursday night, many are looking at 2021 as an immediate change for the better, which, come on, we all know better, but we can think that way. Hopefully, the global negative energy does end and that our collective hope for 2021 uplifts us all from the depths that 2020 brought us. Short-term memory focuses on the negative. Long-term memory focuses on the positive things. That's why so many of you ladies went back to those bad boys, only to remind it why you shouldn't have gone there in the first place, much less a second go-around. Forget that long-term memory. Bring those short ones back to light. Let me give you a jump start on your long-term memories for 2020. I remember when I was actually setting up my yearly goals in late 2019 for 2020, and one of the themes was hindsight because, well, yeah, 2020, vision. That theme today was the perfect theme for 2020 because 2020 had us all looking back on previous years as being better than 2020. It had science looking back to 1918 and prior. It had politics looking back to 2008. It had journalists looking, wait, I'm a journalist. And well, hmm, these folks are still making up their own rules because journalism looks like nothing that I learned from college or from the past. So we'll, we'll forget that one. I also studied history in college, and that taught me one thing that I live by every day. The circuitous path of history has a way of weaving itself into our present and future. So you can't just forget it. You can't forget the bad stuff, just like you don't want to forget the good stuff. While I sit here surrounded by the warmth of the Christmas lights, reflecting back on this globally unifying year, trying to pull the good things out, I have made a little list of what has struck me as amazing outcomes for this year that we all seem to want to forget this year so badly. I made a 10-part list because, come on, everything comes in 10s. It's perfect 10, right? Good round number. I'm hopeful that each of you don't forget these things and hope that you obviously have your own list of your own personal triumphs that you can add and keep close to your heart as we move into 2021. So number one for me this year, I started Mother Puckers. That is such a good, good thing because I know nothing about podcasts. I didn't have, I don't have any rhyme or reason other than my guiding principle for it, which is to entertain, educate, and create a community for the most overlooked part of the hockey family and family is the hockey mom. I found a long forgotten itch within myself that I've been able to scratch all year. Each episode has made me feel so good. So 40 times, 40 Wednesdays, and 41, including this Wednesday of this year, I felt like I was on top of the world. I've met so many interesting people 
who have awesome stories, who are supporting the podcast, who are interested in hearing the guests that I have on each week, who are interested in participating in it from the letters that I get, the notes. It's just phenomenal. I feel blessed for each and every one of you for letting me do something that is just makes me feel really good. I hope it does the same for you. Number two, I'm a planner to the point that my mind literally quiets down when I make a list and check things off and that things go as planned. Sometime around October, I lost my yearly planner. I've used this planner, the same company's planner for several years, and I felt completely and absolutely lost and untethered. Fortunately, since I've been using that same planner, I was able to recreate a plan in a notebook, but I lost the yearly goals, the reflections of the accomplishments from the week and the month before, the knowledge that I could look back on my notes within the planner to remind me of things. So I would always have those memories popping back to me if I needed to go back. I felt completely disjointed for three weeks until I started making my own planner. And I honestly think it was only fitting that my planner went missing because 2020 had no plan. Every day was a, what the heck is in store for today? I never planned on having to teach my son algebra or about the French Revolution. I absolutely didn't plan on my day job getting front focus for the entire world. I didn't plan on three months without hockey, which is a drop in the bucket for many of you. I know that we are very lucky. I didn't know I was going to be housekeeper, chef, trainer for my son, dog groomer, manager of entertainment, and the harbinger of positivity in our house. As I look back on that list, the last six are what I'm always managing every day, even in good years. Hmm. All right. So, well, at least I got to perfect it this year, let's say. One thing I can carry forward from 2020, that even without a plan, we all make it through. Flexibility has been driven upwards for me because of 2020. I thought having a kid was going to do that, but no, it was 2020. The creativity in the world, number three. As soon as things got locked down, the creativity in people came out, whether it was celebrities starting their own shows, John Krasinski and Some Good News being one of my favorites, families sharing videos and doing dances in the kitchen to different songs, every single fitness person out there delivering home-based workouts of every single kind under the sun to every single person with an internet or cellular connection trying to keep you moving during some of the darkest times. Chefs hosting free how to cook online classes, senior leaders of our country, professional athletes, executives of Fortune 500 companies, religious leaders, dog specialists, artists, musicians, therapists, everyone you can think of offered up their skills to each of you in a new and completely available way. Nothing was left off the list. Everything was available. And for that, I'm beyond grateful to witness because I think that that gift is going to keep on giving no matter what the year is. Number four, some of you may like it, some of you may not. However, technology has become the centerpiece of our lives, whether it's shopping, the aforementioned services, 
researching information, connecting with your family, friends, work, colleagues, heck, even all the big conferences went virtual. Embracing the positive side and the possibilities of technology has hit every generation that's alive today. And that is a good thing. Leading into number five, though, even with all that tech, this year has also taught us that we need to turn it off completely and get back to nature. Never have I seen the parks, the trails, the camping sites so full. Everyone was getting outside and walking, breathing, communing. Turning off the news became a new daily habit to ease the stress and anxiety of the moment. How amazing for each of you that you got outside and took in what we have that is so amazing in every way. Don't forget that. Let that keep going. Number six, connections. We now realize how important our connection to our family friends, community, nature, and the world is. I have personally given more financially to so many different charities and people needing it than I have ever done before. I've given more time to the women that I mentor than ever before because sometimes this year they just needed to talk and drink a glass of wine together. This year opened up a lot of dialogues for sure. I've given more to my day job in different ways than ever before that affected hundreds of thousands of people in a really positive way. I could not be more proud of where I sit in my career of what we accomplished this year. Carrying all of that forward can only bring better things for every year that we live. Number seven, travel. What? What are you talking about? Travel in 2024. That didn't happen. Well, the depths to which I have missed traveling is almost just crushing me. I've always had the thought, I'm hopping on that plane to XYZ tomorrow and I'll just be back in a couple days, weeks, month. Knowing I could find a way to make it happen kept me going in a life that doesn't allow for a lot of personal travel. Thank you, hockey. And no lottery winning my way. <laughs> so... Having that fantasy stripped away, though, was about as much as I could handle. For Christmas this year, I asked for this amazing bucket list book, and I got it. And I've only skimmed through it, and I'm super excited. I've always hated the idea of a bucket list because it feels so limiting, and I'm fearful that if I make that list too long, because believe me, ladies, there are thousands of things that I want to do in my life. But if I make it too long, I'll have regrets when I'm 120 and I only accomplish portions of it. So I want to live in a manner with the goals of doing things, but not the potential regret of making a list and it not happen. Because go back to number two, me being a planner and making lists and checking things off. So I can't leave things undone. You know, there you go. There's only two things that my life I've ever had on my bucket list. One is seeing the Aurora Borealis and the other is uh, to go to Spain and see that Familia Dalagata, whatever. I, I need to learn how to pronounce the church, that amazing church. Um, I'd love to see that. Those are the only two things that are like, I must do them and they are very attainable. But I imagine this book that I got for Christmas will expand my interests and mind, but it reignited my push down sense of adventure. I always had a big 
sense of adventure. I can only hope I will be able to manage a couple things at least, please, in 2021 that are inspired from this book. As long as things go well, as this case-demic continues that we are living in. But yeah, that's number seven. Eight. Fun. Again, 2020, fun? How can you equate that? Well, we all discovered how to have fun differently. So many laughs in our house as we played every game under the sun. As the new recipes flopped and we would have to have cereal for dinner. How we made up our own workout course outside. How many times I played goalie as we had played street hockey and the men in my house laughing at me as our 155-pound dog Dave used me as his own chew toy. The fact that we were able to watch all nine seasons of The Office from beginning to end and have tears streaming down our faces from undiscovered comedic genius because I always refused to watch The Office. And now that my son and I did that from May until just a couple weeks ago, we finished the whole thing. We had a lot of fun doing that. Number nine, resolutions. Yep, I make them every single year. This year, my big one was to not buy any clothes at all. I have so much in my closet that there's literally no way I need anything else outside of something absolutely necessary, you know, like, you know, the under things and potentially the gown that I thought was going to be needed for an amazing adventure overseas. But fortunately for me, COVID hit. And with that, work from home and no need to buy any clothes, no workout clothes. I didn't need to buy anything. I did cheat a little bit a very cute red jumpsuit, an orange sweater because I don't I don't have one already and orange is my favorite color. A couple of tops that I bought that weren't already on a gift card that I was given in 2019 because all of those video calls required something cute on top. Otherwise, ladies, that was it. I did it. I even did the month of August with zero Amazon purchases just to prove I could do it. Instant gratification is so easy in this high-tech world, but when you limit yourself, you are reminded that you don't always need all that stuff. I haven't quite decided on this year's resolution. I'm not quite there yet. Hopefully it'll happen before Friday hits, but if it doesn't, it's okay, because remember, flexibility. Number 10, this is the big one for me, health. I have been a health advocate for lots of decades. I hate to say the exact number because I still want you to think I'm 24 and it's not possible at all. We all know that, but I've actually been studying it since I was 24 though. I have studied so many aspects of true health over the years and continue to build on that knowledge. And it's become an intuitive knowledge at this point because there is a basis for all things health. Even with every fad, every new breakthrough, there is a basis because our human bodies, they haven't changed in millions of years to the level with which our society and the foods and those food sources and the exercise and everything has changed around us. Our bodies just, they they don't evolve that quickly. It's an ever-changing and great opportunity for growth when you study health because you can add all of those new things on to your basis. It is so exciting to me to see so many others are also now focused on health as this virus has allowed us to know 
that without good health, you are at risk for so many things, illness, injury, and even early death. To see that people are waking up and acting on it is just awesome for me. I have dedicated my career to the health and well-being of patients and the community at large, which has also given me a lot of the background and knowledge that I have, along with tremendous resources to pull from. It's always interesting for me to see whom of the people that know me and my background actually listen to and take my extremely well-researched, not just two articles off of Google, and proven advice versus those that think, oh, it's just Julie, what does she know? I remember in college when my grandfather had been diagnosed with Parkinson's and I didn't know a lot about it. I snuck into the medical school library and I pulled out as many medical texts as I could find so that I could understand what Parkinson's was, how it came about, how it could be treated and all of that stuff because I just have a natural curiosity for things and wanted to expand my knowledge and that's how I look at all of health. If something comes up, I go deep. I go super deep, ladies. It's not two articles on Google. But as my husband tells me, it's usually when people are on their last options that they look at what is out there, choose some different paths, and by then, it's too late. When it's the last option, it's too late. Your health has to be your first option and you have to own it. He tells me that I can't save the world and I just have to keep being me. That's probably been the best advice I've taken out of 2020. Just be me. Even when people you trust are not so trustworthy, or your suggestions are completely dismissed. It's okay. We're all on our own path. But know that I would help anyone who truly wants it in a heartbeat. I'm here for you because that's who I am. Just be me. So you just be you. Because you are amazing the way you are. These are the 10 things that I'm leaving for you, and hopefully you build your own list, and I'm going to take these forward into 2021 as we step into it with trepidation and the unknown of what 2021 is going to bring. But if anything, 2020 has taught us, we don't need to know the future because how we live this past year gives us the strength and flexibility to handle every day of the present. So thank you, 2020, for everything you've given us. And 2021, we are ready for you, mother puckers. We prove once again that what we learn as hockey moms can carry us through anything, just like the sport of hockey does for the kids that we love so much. Happy New Year, mother puckers, and I will see you at the rink.